Welcome to this audio presentation from St. Charles River Church. Today we have a message that we believe is full of practical and relevant behavioral teaching from God's Word, the Bible. We'd like to invite you to grab a piece of paper and a pen. Take notes as you go through this looking for a personal application from God to you. Sit back and enjoy as we begin this message. We need to find our smile. I found a little bit of irony, if you don't think God has a sense of humor, that he would give me that title in this message today. Because there are three Disney characters that my family most associates me with. The first one, and the one that's been around the longest, and that I've embraced the most, is Donald Duck. Now, if you see Donald, you don't ever see Donald with a smile too much, do you? Um, I have two t-shirts at home, Donald Duck t-shirts. One, I actually, I don't know if you noticed, I wore it when we met for lunch Thursday. Donald in his fighting pose, ready to go. I have another one where it's a picture of Donald, and he's squawking about something, and it says the original Angry Bird. Now, beyond that, um, over the years, I the children have enjoyed a Donald Duck voice that I do. Even, and when I say, I'm not talking about grandchildren, I'm talking going back to Amanda and Sam. I'm going back, and they're friends. And I debated over whether to share that with you today, and Eli said I absolutely had to. So here you go. And I haven't done it in a while, so here you go. (laughs) Donald Duck, yes. And if you happen to join us right at that precise moment, that was not a message in tongues. So we don't have to wait for an interpretation. That was Donald Duck. The second one, and it's the more recent one, because it's the one that Carmen likes to use for me, is Eeyore. She calls me her little Eeyore. Walk around. It's okay. Yes, it'll be fine. The little cloud over, you know. That's the one Carmen likes to tie me to a lot. And you're sensing a theme here, aren't you? Not a lot of fun, not a lot of joy, not a lot of smiles with these two characters. And there's one more. Anybody want to take a guess at who that might be? If I give you a hint and say, think seven dwarfs. Grumpy, yes, grumpy. Grumpy. I had a t-shirt that I absolutely wore out, had to retire it finally. With grumpy on the front, it said, genius at birth. Grumpy by choice. And that's really what I want to focus on today because we are grumpy by choice. We choose to suppress joy and happiness in our lives. We make a choice to not be happy. I, um, we've been watching a... Um, a Netflix show called Down to Earth with Zac Efron. I don't know if any of you are familiar with it or have heard of it, but this, they filmed it a couple years ago, but they're, they're just now showing it. But Zac Efron and there's a, like a health nutritional expert, they travel to different places in the world. 
and look at the lifestyles, the environments, and how the people live. And they did one um, that we just watched the other day. They were in Sardina, Italy. And the reason they went there is because that was one of what is designated as five what they call blue zones in the world. And actually, that was where the designation originated, was in Sardina. And what a blue zone is, it's an area that has a high concentration of centenarians, people who live to be in their hundreds. So they wanted to travel there to say, why is this area like this? And one of the causes, one of the reasons for that is those folks there, they choose, they make a choice, a conscious choice to live a low-stress life. They just don't let life get them down. I wore a T-shirt today. It says, life is good. A great reminder that life is good. I got cut off. There we go. And on this show, somebody didn't want me to say that. On this show, uh, on this particular episode, they went by the house of this little 97-year-old man. I mean, little tiny guy. Just a big old beaming smile on his face. And they chatted with him. And then they took a walk. Something he does every day. He takes this walk down into town into this local establishment. They went down with him, spent some time there, and they walked back. And what I found so just so cute about this was, as they were walking back, to get back to his house, they had to go uphill. Now, here's this 97-year-old man asking this 30-something-year-old gentleman, are you okay with going uphill? (laughs) Are you okay with the stairs? (laughs) You know, didn't bother him any, but he wanted to make sure that it was okay with this young man. But we make a choice on how we want to live. And do we want to live with happiness? Do we want to have that smile on our face? Or do we want to be grumpies and be grumpy by choice? And so what we're going to look at, we're going to look at Philippians chapter 4 today. And we're going to look at it just a little differently. So anytime you hear sometimes say they have a, a thought, a concept or something, or even a Bible verse or something, they talk about how they want to unpack it. They'll share it with you, and then they'll unpack it. Well, we're going to unpack first, and then we're going to go back and see what we unpacked. So we're going to start in verse 5. It says, Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. We could spend hours on this verse alone, quite honestly, especially today, because one of the things that I see so much that is lacking is consideration of others. We're more ready to stand up and fight than to listen and to be considerate what someone else may think, what someone else may say. Said we're more willing to take them on for it. I tell you, I, I am so glad I am not a school administrator right now. Those folks are under so much pressure, so much fire. And they're trying to make a decision that they feel is best for their district and their community. But no matter which way they go, they're going to alienate somebody. And whoever they alienate is going to let them know they're not happy about it. Um. Many of you are probably on a Facebook page 
that our own Kelly Stone. So, Kelly, if you're watching, how you doing? Love you. Kelly Stone started called the St. Charles County Takeout Page. And she started this at the beginning of all the COVID stuff. And the intent was for people to be able to share because of the, the needs that they have. They wanted to know what restaurants were available in that that could meet some of the needs that they had while being sensitive to the, you know, what they have with Nathan and that. And it provided a great opportunity for people to share about different places they enjoy, uh, what the, what they're like, the type of food they have, um, delivery, you know, and all kinds of different things. And if they had great experiences to share that with them. Well, over time, this has become a page for people to vent about bad experiences. That's not what the page was intended for. <laughs> the page was intended for people to just share about local businesses. It was great for pumping up local businesses so that we could support them. It was not meant to be Yelp. It was not meant to be TripAdvisor. And one of the things that she said right up front was, if you have a negative experience, please contact the, the restaurant. Talk to their management. Let's share with them. Not Don't use this page, but every week she's having to go out and remind people, that's not what this is for, folks. It's a thankless job, but we're just so ready to take people on and fight them and battle them. Instead of being considerate, we don't show consideration. And the other part of this is we need to be considerate in what we do because we, rem- we need to remember that the Lord is coming. It gets us focused on what we should be looking at, and that is God. Get our focus on God. Verse 6, it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. (laughs) What a great prescription from Dr. Paul there. You want to worry less? Try praying more. It's a prescription. You don't have to take the Walgreens, CVS, whatever pharmacy you use and have them fill it. And then typically when you take those in, they're good for 10 days or 30 days or whatever. And and then hopefully you're healed or you continue on. You don't have to take it there. You take it to your knees. You take it to pr- in prayer. You take it to God in prayer. And when you pray... You need to do it with purpose. Um, you guys don't have this back here, so don't worry about it. But uh, Hebrews 5.7, and I hope I didn't lose my mark now. There it is. Hebrews 5.7 says, While Jesus was here on earth, he offered prayers and pleadings with a loud cry and tears to the one who could rescue him from death. And God heard his prayers because of his deep reverence for God. This is not just a little, you know, Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for watching over us. Your will be done. Amen. This is praying with all your heart, pouring it out to God, talking to God, giving it all to him. That's what it says. Pray in everything, everything that you do. You take it to God. In prayer. There was um, uh, several years ago, actor Denzel Washington 
did a commencement address at uh, Dillard University. Now, when you're doing a commencement, you're a speaker at a commencement address, right? You're, you're at commencement, you're, you know, you're congratulating the graduates and you're also preparing them. You're telling them, okay, now this is your first step in beginning your life, you know, blah, 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 all that good stuff, right? Preparing them for, and how do we prepare you to be successful and that type of thing? Well, in Denzel's address to this, to this, these graduates, his advice was to put God first. And he gave a very inspirational speech along those lines. And the last point that he made was he said, I pray that every night when you go to bed and you take your slippers off, that you push them a little farther underneath your bed so that when you wake up in the morning, you have to get on your knees to get them out. And while you're on your knees, talk to God. Use that time and talk to God. You want less stress? Talk to God. Life getting you down? Talk to God. Verse 7. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Experience peace, but not any peace. You're experiencing God's peace. You ever sit there and you look at something and you're just like, I don't know how that happened, or where you're just like dumbfounded by something that you just can't figure it out? That's what God's peace is. It, you, there's just, we just can't comprehend it. We cannot understand it. But it's a peace that's available to us. And it's given to us to guard our hearts and our minds. And I want to talk about the heart for just a second. So, you know, last week, Pastor Ray was here. How many enjoyed Pastor Ray being here? Did he, he did an awesome job, didn't he? Loved that guy. And one thing he told you about was he kind of told you about the different levels of credentialing. The, the certified, the license, and then the ordination. Well, as part of that, you know, you go through the training. You take a big test, right, Pastor Mike, Pastor Pam? Take those tests, right? And then you sit through the interview. Ooh, the interview. <laughs> I'm sorry, Anna. And you went all the way, so yes, yes. <laughs> the interview process. The first one that I went through was the most extensive. Well, I say I. It wasn't me. Carmen was right there with me. She's like, why do I got to sit here? They're checking you out, too. The first one was the most extensive, but it went really well. So part of our thing was we would go, and after the interview, Carmen and I would go out to eat. So the first time we did that, we went to Red Lobster there in Columbia. And since we're dressed up, they would always ask us, are you celebrating something? We said, yeah, we just you know, had this great interview. And the third interview was, was, went really well, excellent. Even had a pastor tick a little dig at you a little bit, Pastor Barry, but that's okay. <laughs> they all do. A great interview. The second interview was the one that was, oh my gosh. It was a challenge. So the presbyter that was leading that interview, he and I kind of got into this give and take. 
about the heart. <laughs> and I can remember, I told Carmen later, I said, you know, I think we're saying the same thing. We're just wording it differently. And then what was interesting is we, we had this, then the, that interview shut down pretty quick. And they said, all right, let's pray for you. So they prayed over us and like, so when we, we took that trip to Red Lobster and they said, are you celebrating something? We said, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not really sure. And I was so happy to get that phone call from Pastor Ray a couple days later that it all went good. And like, Phew. I said, I got to be honest with you, I wasn't seeing that when we left. But we got into about the heart. And that shows how important it is to think about the matters of the heart and how that affects the way we live. So hold your place here in Philippians for just a second. We're going to turn over to Proverbs chapter 4. Starting in verse 20. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. And this proverb is entitled, A Father's Wise Advice. So here's a father giving advice. Pay attention to what I say. Now, how many times when our dads told us something, we're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, right. Yeah, I got it, Dad, right, whatever. And then kind of blow it off. But then I will say there are certain things that my dad shared with me over time that, that penetrated my heart, as it says here. It took hold. And it was something I needed for later in life. We need to listen to those thoughts that, that our fathers give, those, those words, the advice that brings us life and healing. As it says in verse 22, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. You know, dads just aren't telling us this to hear themselves talk. There's a reason for why they're sharing what they did. My dad used to say, the advantage of being old is you know everything about being young. He said, you can't do anything or think of doing anything that I haven't tried or thought of doing. So don't think you're going to get away with it. Because they want to protect us. They want us to learn from their experiences, and they want to protect us and give us a better life. And that's what is this Proverbs is saying here. Verse 23, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Guard your heart. Why? Because that's where the direction in your life comes from. That's why the heart is so important. And that's why, you know, like I said, when I had that interview... I was a little worried about it at first, but it, it, it stressed the importance of thinking about matters of the heart and how we have to protect our hearts. So if you go back to Philippians 4, verse 8, it says, Now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Where are you fixing your thoughts today? Is it on what God has for us? 
Or is it what we see on Fox News, MSNBC, CNN, Facebook, Instagram, whatever? We get so consumed by those things that we lose sight of what God has for us. We have lose sight of what. So a friend of mine um, had just uh, made a recommendation to someone not too long ago who was dealing with, you know, the struggles of what they see in the world and in the news and the news getting them down and what, you know, uh, today's conspiracy theory on Facebook or whatever, you know. And that friend made a great recommendation. He said, have you read the Screw Tape Letters by C.S. Lewis? He said, you need to read those. And I don't know, if, has anyone read that? I mean... You see how Satan works and how he just, he gets in and he, and he finds a way to get in and, and to pull us away from God. And what I, you know, actually when I first started reading those, it confused me for a second. I had to realize, okay, I got to look at the perspective that was being given here because it talked about the enemy and I'm thinking the enemy is Satan. No, in the book, the enemy is God because they're trying to pull you away from God. And there's so many different ways. And and one of the things that Screw Tape says is uh, when Wormwood says, um, "Well, I didn't have to do much today," but, you know, uh, looks like we've got them, you know. And and Screw Tape reminding it's a roller coaster. It's up and down. Sometimes we got them, but sometimes they go back. So you have to be persistent. You have to keep pulling them away. And that's what Satan does. Keeps trying to pull us away from God. We need to fix our eyes, our thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. And when I say that, one thing is, I know sometimes, I'm not saying don't be informed. You need to be informed. You need to know what's going on today. And I'm not saying don't have a voice. You should have a voice. It's what is that voice projecting, though, that we need to be careful of. Um, I, I think I've probably shared this with you before, but uh, a number of years ago, back in the early 90s, I lived up in the Detroit area for 10 months. That seemed like 10 years to me. But I was at work one night, and there was, there was a group of people that I worked with that were Christians. And they knew I was a Christian. And they, the Christians are getting into this theological debate. Got kind of heated. And then they were trying to draw me in. I said, hey, guys, you just take a step back for a little second. Because look at the impact you're having on all these other people that are watching what you're doing. And they're like, well, that's the way Christians are going to be. I don't want no part of that. And, you know, Pastor Barry just talked about it a little bit ago. We need to, you know, we're a body. But right now the body is is dysfunctional. Because with all the fighting that's taking place, there's just as much of it taking place between Christians today. And again, it's not that you don't have a viewpoint. It's how you, you project it and how you talk about it to others. Um, there was back, you know, years ago, Clay Cross had a song. Um, and it said, um, he's talking about all the denominations and all the different beliefs. And, the, and in the chorus it said, but it all comes down to a man dying on the cross 
saving the world. That's what we need to look at. We can have our, you know, that's why we have different denominations in that today. We all have some different perspectives on, on interpretations of what the Bible says, and that's okay. But we need to be united as a body of Christ in how we take that to others. As a follower of Christ, if our energy is poured into something that draws us away from Him, how can we expect to lead others? into a relationship with him. And that's where our focus needs to be, is leading others in a relationship with him. Verse 9, keep putting into practice all you learn and receive from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. It's ongoing. It's an ongoing effort, folks. So just because I completed my ordination level and that training doesn't mean I'm done reading. There's so much more to learn. It's ongoing process. And we want to keep putting it into practice. We want to continue to try to reach others. And what happens when we do that is His peace. His peace, remember, it's His peace. Something that's beyond anything we can comprehend. His peace is with us. So as I said, we were doing a little of the unpacking first. So a couple things we talked about was to be considerate. And again, think about that and how we interact with other people today. To be considerate. And the other one, there's a big one. Don't be anxious. Anxiety, just it's just so easy for anxiety to grip us today. And we start looking for ways to... Um, we, start, we catch ourselves now, we're in a situation, and we start worrying about, well, should we have done that? Was that the right thing to do? And then we're consumed by... Especially, you know, like with like with the COVID stuff today. If you happen to be around a group of people or something, oh, now, now what? I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Don't be anxious. Pray about all things. All things. I know sometimes it, you know, you can... Something can seem to be so immaterial, and you think, I don't need to talk to God about that. But no, you do. You need to talk to God about it, because that's a complete surrendering of your life to Him and giving it to Him. Pray about all things. Experience His peace. And there's just something about, I, I'd say, so I have this, you know, my life is good t-shirt. It's a mountain, you know, mountain view. That's for me, that's so peaceful. I love being able to go to the mountains or being around a lake or something and just listening to birds and, and all that. I just love that because of the peace that it brings. Even our little backyard, some of you have experienced some of it now through video and that you've seen it. 
it's nice just being able to sit out there, listen to the birds, enjoy a cup of coffee, and just relax. There's something about peace and wanting peace. And just think of how much more that is than when it's when you experience his peace. Got two sticking together here. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. We talked about just how important the heart is and how much that was revealed to me about how we have to protect where our heart is. And the last one was keep your focus on the Father. We're fixing our eyes on Him. Because if we fix our eyes on Him, that that helps us in these other areas of life if we're keeping our eyes on Him. So what did that bring to us? What is that we unpacked, this little basket here? Verse 4. Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again. Rejoice. The basket of joy is what we're unpacking. If you experience his joy and you let him fill you with joy, these other things will happen. You'll be considerate. You won't be anxious. It'll be easier to pray about all things. You'll experience his peace. Your heart will be guarded. And you will be able to keep your focus on the Father. All because of joy. The joy that he gives us. Filling our hearts with joy. And there is nothing like seeing someone, an outpouring of real, pure, unadulterated joy. So, I had had something pop up on my Facebook feed a couple weeks ago. A memory of the first time I sat down and watched The Sandlot with Eli. And the greatest memory I have from that experience is, if you're familiar with the movie, so one of the boys squints. Squints can't swim. And squints has a crush on Wendy Peppercorn, the lifeguard. So squints devises a plan. He jumps, he goes to the deep end. He jumps off the diving board into the deep end. Squints can't swim. So Wendy's got to rescue him, right? She's working. She jumps down and she rescues him. She pulls him out. He's on the side and he's just, you know, laying there. They're like, is he dead? Is he breathing? What's going on? You know? And she's giving him mouth to mouth. And all of a sudden you see Squints kind of roll over and get this grin on his face. And when she goes down to give him mouth to mouth, he plants a big old kiss on her. And they're playing the song, This Magic Moment, in the background. And when that scene came on, now if you've not been around Eli when he is genuinely tickled, oh my gosh, he let out a laugh like you would not believe. He just, 
because he had no idea what was coming. And that's what made it so great. He had no idea what was coming. And his, his response was just pure joy, laughing at this scene. He loved it. But that's not to say that you have to be a child, and that's not to say that it has to be something unexpected for us to be able to express pure joy. There's sometimes there's an anticipation in something, and then when it happens, the joy that comes across your face. Because we're, you know, we have an anticipation of what God has in store for us, what God has available to us beyond this earth here. So case in point, where you don't have to be too young, maybe just young at heart, and you can be anticipating something. Several years ago, Carmen and I went to Springfield with Pastor Barry and Gina. Went to a Springfield Redbirds game. Well, one of the things that we did was we went up to the concourse. They had one of those marble slab ice cream things, you know, where they you tell them what fixings you want in, and they sit there and they mix it all up, right? You should have seen the look on Gina's face as they were mixing her. I mean, to this day, it makes an impression on us. The look on her face when they were mixing that ice cream up, the anticipation that was coming to her with what they were doing with her ice cream. She was like a 10-year-old girl that day. Joy. We have joy. It just brings so much of this other stuff to us in our relationship with others, in our relationship with God. We were made to be filled with joy. Proverbs 17.22 says, A cheerful heart is good medicine. How many times have you heard that? Laughter is the best medicine. Cheerful heart, that's the medicine that heals you right there. Psalm 9.2 says, I will be filled with joy because of you. I will be filled with joy because of you. God fills us with joy. And when we allow the Lord to fill us with joy, we'll find our smile. Going back to the message title, find your smile. Let God fill us with joy, and then that smile will come around. Now, sometimes it's hard to see smiles today, I know, because we have masks on. (laughs) But you can also tell by the way people are, are acting that they're filled with joy, that they have a smile on their face. And it's a smile for all to see. It's a smile to share with everybody. Because you want people to experience what you're experiencing. You want them to see that joy in you. Why are you so happy? Why is, why are you like that? And you want to be able to share that with them then because of what God has done for you. So fathers, we, we come to the close, Lord, of, um, of this message. I pray, Father, that if there are those who are, who are having a struggle today finding their joy, finding their smile, that they see that that is available through you in our relationship with you. And it's, and it's something for all of us, whether we're a follower of Christ and we just need that reminder, Lord, or maybe someone is not in a relationship with you today. But as we've talked about the joy, the peace that you offer, they want that. 
They want that for their lives. They want their hearts guarded against the enemy. And this is the time, Lord, where they would they turn to you and they give their hearts to you, Lord. And they allow you to fill them with joy, to bring a smile on their face, Lord. And I just I pray that as we as we leave, you know, sometimes we, we hear a word and it takes hold for like five minutes. And then it's just so easy to get caught back up in in life. But as we get caught up in life, that this is what sticks with us, Father. The joy and peace that you have for us and that we carry that with us in all that we do, Father. We praise things in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you found this audio presentation from St. Charles River Church both beneficial and enjoyable. If you're ever in the area, please come by and visit us. You can also reach us online at www.stcharlesriverchurch.org.